Anime Pulse, episode 499. Yes, welcome back to Anime Pulse, where we are both uh, slightly under the weather, still. <clears throat> yes. I don't know what kind of cold you had, but I just had like a nasty head cold all last week. I had a cold that was self-imposed because, so I sent you your package. Yeah. Which we'll get to in a bit. And I went back home and I was like, I'm not going to drive to the DMV to get my new license this week because it snowed. And I was like, you know what? I'll shovel in my shorts. And I shoveled. That's fucking smart. Yeah, for half an hour in my shorts. And I was like, ooh, my legs are getting kind of cold, even though my legs are like the last thing to get cold. So I was like, I'm going to go inside. So I went inside and I was like, I'll take off all my sweaty clothes. And I just sat in my chair, like in my like underclothes. And I was like, I'll just let myself dry out a little bit in my cold, wet clothes that I still have on. And I dried out, and I was like, ah, feeling better. <laughs> and then, because uh, I had already taken a shower earlier in the day, so I wasn't too sweaty, but, like, they were still cold clothes, and it was a little bit of sweat. I wasn't going to take another shower. Well, that was a mistake. That night, I got an itchy throat, and then the next day, I was sick. And it was just mucus and phlegm and... All sorts of coughing, and now, as you can probably tell, Detective Red is on the case. Yeah, he has this gruff undertone to his voice, like he's this uh, f- uh, noir film uh, yep. narrator. It was a dark and stormy night. Yes, as we uh, experimented with right before the show. <laughs> our eyes met, our lips locked. The kiss was passionate. <laughs> and then, suddenly... Like a dagger, I felt her stabbing me in the side. Like a dagger? It wasn't actually a dagger, though. 
It was just a knife. A kitchen knife. I had come home late, and my yonderday wife did not like that. She smelled the perfume of my co-workers, and she doubted my loyalty. Tonight was going to be the longest night of my life. <laughs> Film noir plus a yonderday wife. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, living the dream, living the dream. <laughs> so, yes, we're uh, both going to sound a little different. In fact, you may think that Rio sounds a little more different than usual, and that's because of a package I sent her. Yes, indeed. As uh, Red said, you can detect the fact that I am a female now. Yes, well, I uh, kind of said that she had a very, like, a deeper uh, tone with her previous microphone. And this one, you can hear the, the, the higher-pitched, like, like tee-hee kind of in there. Yes, I do have a deeper voice. I'm well aware of that, but... I think the it's... other microphone made it even deeper. Yeah, probably. It was like on, on like a bass, a, a bass amplifier. <clears throat> so. All right. IRL news. IRL news. I think I kicked us off last week, so why don't you go ahead and start us off? All right. Well, so uh, this is kind of a big week for me. I turned 22. Ooh. Yay. <laughs> and surprisingly, I didn't drink anything. I was going to have like a drink or whatever, but I tend to only drink when we go to this Chinese food restaurant. And for my birthday, uh, my best friend and I, we went to uh, Buffalo Wild Wings instead. And I had two strawberry lemonades instead. Because strawberry lemonade is like... It's not bad. Oh. Although I will say that when strawberry gets stuck in your straw, that sucks. <clears throat> that does suck. Um, have you ever been to Buffalo Wild Wings? No, I've never been there. I've seen the commercials for them, but we do not have a Buffalo Wild Wings near us. It's pretty good. I always get the Parmesan garlic wings. Oh, yes. Parmesan garlic wings. <laughs> so good. Uh, crispy and just like you bite into it and it's like juicy and it's like, mmm. Yeah, it's some good shit. Vampires beware, I am going to breathe garlic all night. Yes. Alucard just shows up and is like, yeah, we're we're not actually affected by that stab. (laughs) Shoots you in the face. Um, So I did that with my best friend. And then um, yesterday uh, we went back to my house in... uh, Further south in New Hampshire, where mm-hmm. surprisingly there's more snow. Like, we have a shit ton of snow here. There is no room for more snow. But at home, there's even more of it. Yeah, because we got that one downpour on Thursday. And then, what was it, Saturday? It was just like, oh, by the way, here's all the snow we owed you for the entire year. Don't. Yeah, pretty much. Um, Yeah, we ended up missing... Three or four classes. Were they canceled? Yeah, they were canceled. Okay, well, that's good. Um, because we live on a fucking hill and everything turns to ice. <laughs> so if you try to go outside, you're going to slip and fall to your death, which I did four times. Uh, one was particularly bad. I went to a uh, fiction slam 
where I was competing, mm-hmm. and I got second place. But besides that, um, I uh, was walking with my father, and we had to take a little detour. Like, so if um, French Building is like a straight shot from my dorm, then we had to go kind of to the left, and then up, and then to the right to get to French because it was all covered in ice. Um, and we're getting to the wool building, which is right before French. And I slip, fall, scrape up my knee, Ouch. like bruise my shoulder, Ooh. and just kind of land on my side. And I'm just like, ow. And it's dark and it's really wet out. And I'm just like, oh, I just changed my pants. Because I was like, I wanted to look nice because I'm going to read poetry, like, uh, not poetry, but fiction. And... Right, you want uh, to look presentable for your audience. Yes, exactly. And the judges and all that. Um, the guy who won, I mean, he kind of gives me these creepy vibes. Like, I don't really like him. But his piece was pretty funny. It was uh, red herring, basically. Um, it, you didn't know at first if he was actually prefacing his piece or if this was the piece itself. And it was actually the piece itself, which was really funny. Um, and then he like said the title of the piece right at the end, and it was like something like "9/11 was an inside job." Blah 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 blah. Hilarious. <laughs> it was actually kind of funny. The way he did it was funny, but it was like a one-trick pony. Like you could never do it again. Um. So I don't know how he's gonna fare during the finals. Um, but, uh, I don't know if I'm going to go to it because I'm a little salty. <clears throat> just, a, just a tiny bit. Oh, you should um, move away from the ocean. <laughs> uh, let's see. So besides that, yeah, well, last night we went out to an Italian restaurant because I love Italian food. Mm. And. Pasta vajule. Yeah, there's the, so I got chicken marsala at my favorite Italian restaurant around here. And um, then we got home. My mom was a total disaster, as usual. She was like, she would not stop complaining, number one. And number two, she, like, threw out her back the other day. So she was just kind of a mess. And at one point, my dad had to, like, go into the bathroom and help her up because she couldn't stand up. Um, So that was fun. Uh... Other than that, um, been playing more Fire Emblem Heroes. Oh yeah, how is that? I like it. It's uh definitely watered down. A yeah, that's bit. that's what I hear a lot of people saying about it. It's a watered down version of regular Fire Emblem. But it is addicting. Uh, yeah, that's what a lot of those uh, mobile games tend to be. Yeah, so I mean, imagine it like a smaller version of Fire Emblem, like you like you have like four people on your team and you're facing off against probably four people. Right. And you can do live like online battles, so but like only PvP? if you got like internet. Yeah, you can do PvP. Um, but you can only do it 3 times a day unless you have uh like dueling crests that which can replenish. <laughs> So it is kind of like a waiting game because if you're like really high leveled, 
uh, then you'll burn up your stamina really fast, and you'll and it's like, oh well, I've used all fifty points of my stamina. Might because... as well just spend a little, yeah, you know, a dollar ninety nine for like three crests. Yeah, it's really easy to do. Oh my god! Sometimes I'm really tempted to just be like, oh, I could just buy orbs, and then I could summon all the heroes I want. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm not gonna do that. Yeah, it happened but, to uh, uh, happened to me with uh, some stuff I'll discuss on my IRL news. <laughs> yeah. Um and I've been doing some writing, but I kind of got stumped this week. Like something just wasn't clicking. You too. And so, yeah, like I just couldn't seem to get anything out. Yeah. And uh I ha- I was trying to write my short story, trying to write I have like 3 papers due. I have one due tonight and two due to tomorrow and i'm so fucked but (laughs) it's never never a good thing to uh have like all that and it's like well i could have done like all of this during like the past couple weeks but instead i have it all due tomorrow Mm. i don't i try not to do that but for some reason the due dates just snuck up on me this time and now i'm kind of like not going to sleep tonight yeah all night or tonight Yay! So that has been my two weeks. What about you, Red? Well, as I said, I got sick on last Thursday, so I've been living with this cough and hack for about a week now. A little over a week. Um, I am better. I know I may sound still like, you know, Detective Red, um, but I assure you, last week on Sunday, even if we had a podcast... You would have not heard anything because I was like, I had to whisper to talk because it was that bad. Yeah, it hurt to talk. My chest felt like it was on fire. Um, The saving grace was that I got to uh, take some drugs that like my father would normally be like, no, we really shouldn't buy any of that stuff. I bought some, I bought some NyQuil PM. Oh, God bless. Yes. Uh, It's like. Good. It doesn't put you out though. Like I have some uh, Tylenol or Advil PM that like you take one pill and it's like an hour later you're like, I just I kind of want to go to sleep now. And then like you you like gently lay in bed and it's like, <sighs> yeah. I have sleeping meds for that. But uh, the the Nyquil PM did wonders for fixing my cough. My dad also had some uh, cough congestant stuff that makes hacking up the uh, nasty phlegm all that much easier. So I got over it pretty quick. Plus also, um, I've never been sick in my entire life except for this point. So this was a brand new experience for me. Uh, First time I've ever... You've never had a cold. (laughs) Never had a cold. I've never had a fever. Never had the chicken pox. I've never been sick ever. I mean, I had my appendicitis, but I don't really constitute that as getting sick. Um, No, that's more like an incident yeah i had kidney failure but again that wasn't really getting sick that was my fault uh protein shakes will do that if you don't drink enough water uh but yeah i've never actually been sick i've played being sick so i could get out of school but uh don't let my parents know that Mm-hmm. i'm sure they already knew <laughs> yeah they probably knew that that's why they would like all right you're gonna stay in bed but i want to play get stay in bed but yep. my my 
Macintosh, I want to play Space Word Ho and Shuffle Puck. Nope, you're going to bed. Damn it. <laughs> I yeah, staying watch... home from school was never as fun as you'd think it would be. Unless you were actually sick, because then it was like, I'm really not feeling well. But that never yeah. happened to me. Yeah. Um. Let's see here. I started playing the game I spent a lot of money on, Fallout Shelter, for the oh. Xbox One. Because it came out on the Xbox One, I was like, finally, it's on the Xbox One. Fuck the phone, because I cannot play it on my phone, because it's too small. So I started playing Fallout Shelter, and I was like, oh, uh, all right, I'll, I'll buy the starter pack. I was First, I was like, I'm not going to spend any money. And then I bought the starter pack. And then and I that bought just kind of... these, and then I bought this, and then I bought that. Eventually, it's because I, I basically summed it up like this. I'm not going to play Mass Effect Andromeda because uh-huh. no quarians. They're cutting quarians out entirely because the only races will be the major council races. The Turians, the Asari, the Krogans, and the Solarians, and of course the humans. And they give you a team, and I saw the team. We have an Asari named, like, Phoebe, who's kind of like a mixture of, like, Tali plus uh, um, a Asari chick from Mass Effect. I can't remember her name. Um, <clears throat> then you have the Krogan, who's just another Rex. Uh, you know, big, tough, gruff guy, as most Krogans are. You have a Solarian who's probably going to be like a Morden Solus or something, you know, very quippy with his humor. And then you have a female Turian, which is nice, you know, good to see them putting female Turians in. I'm sure she'll be romanceable. And, uh, oh, and two humans. What the fuck? Two human characters? I'm going to a new whole entire galaxy. You don't give me two more fucking human characters. Bioware, what the hell are you thinking? What is wrong with you? Two human characters? <laughs> and one of them's a complete jack ripoff. It's so dumb. I just do not want them. It's like, you know what should have been good? In Mass Effect Andromeda, you should have been going to the Andromeda Galaxy. You wake up, and it's like, all right, you know, build your team. And you get to pick from, like, a roster of characters. Solarians, Asari, Krogans, Quarians, uh, like, like all sorts of different races. Um, I don't even care if, like, they had made Quarians a DLC race that you could add to the roster. I would have paid 50 bucks to have two different Quarians in a female and a male. And it would have been really cool if they had, like, an older female, kind of like an Admiral Zen where, like, she, you know, voiced by Claudia Black. Oh, it would have been so good. Like, a sultry Quarian female who's, you know, more, like, more, you know, sexy. Not that Tali wasn't sexy, because she was super adorable and cute. And, like, when it came sexy time, she got really hot. But, um, like, you know, sensual. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, a male Quarian, because we don't have any... We've never had a male Quarian companion in the Mass Effect series. <clears throat> So that would have been cool. But no, we don't get that because Quarians are being cut entirely. One of Bioware's most popular races, and they're cutting it because they want to stick as close to the story as possible, which I respect, but I also cannot buy Mass Effect Andromeda 
if there are no Quarians in your team. If they like include Quarians as like a race that's like, oh, there's an, they're an asset in your your campaign. I don't care if they're an asset or not. I don't care if like some rogue Quarian snuck aboard a ship. I want a Quarian in my team, and I want to put my D inside her V. Damn it. <laughs> <clears throat> So yeah, I got, uh, I basically figured that, you know, I'm not going to buy that. So that's 60 bucks I won't spend or 80 bucks I won't spend. So I, uh, spent close to $60 on stuff for Fallout Shelter. And then. I'm so fucking sorry. I saved myself from buying any more stuff because I was like, you know what? I'm going to have people train because I'm at this point now where I'm almost at a hundred people in the vault. Mm-hmm. So. At 100, you get your last room that you can use, which is the uh, bottle cap factory or the uh, Nuka-Cola factory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and after that, I don't need to worry about anything. So I start having people train their specials, which takes like uh, like a full week to get fully trained on. Oh, I forgot to turn my damn clock to get them fully trained on every single one of their uh like uh, 10 points for one of their specials because mm-hmm. it takes like an hour, then two hours, then five hours and four hours. And or then uh, like up to 17 hours is like the last part for like when you want to go up to 10 out of 10 for one of the specials. Okay. And in the meantime, I went on Xbox Live and I was like, all right, let's find some free games. And I found uh, Gems of War which is a really good free game because you can actually progress in the game without spending any money. Because, like, I looked at their little storefront, their microtransactions, and it is so unfair, the prices they charge for some of their stuff. That you can earn basically the same amount of stuff after, like, an hour of gameplay. Okay. So, Gems of War, a fun game, kind of like Unipop. You're matching, um, you know, you're matching shapes and colors and mm-hmm. you're using cards to fight enemies. It's pretty fun. I like it. It's a little glitchy though. <clears throat> um I also got a uh a few manga. I got Oh nice. Volume 4 of 12 Beasts or 12 Beast by Okaido, which I am still holding off on reading because it is still <clears throat> Translated by Ryan Peterson with adaptation by Shanti Whitesides. Both of those people need to go hang themselves because they are ruining Okaido's works. Um, I also got the second volume of Remonster, which is so good. Love it so much. Um, mm-hmm. A little put off by the dialogue, this one, because it was a little embellished here and there, but like it was still pretty good. Uh, it was a godsend compared to like anything that has been translated by Ryan Peterson. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I got Monster Girl Encyclopedia Volume 1. Oh, nice. Right up yep. your alley. The the hardcover book, which it's it's so good. It's got everything in here. Unicorn, Salamander, Ogre, Harpy, Honeybee, Were Rabbit, Hobgoblin, Queen Slime, Succubus. Ah, oh, so many characters, and like it's so detailed. Like I was just expecting, um, I don't know if you've ever seen any of the Monster Girl Encyclopedia stuff before, Mm-mm. um, but basically it's like 
it'll have like a pretty detailed picture of the monster girl and then it gives you like where they're located what their habit is um their uh their diet what that is consistent of uh, what their like um uh, genealogy is and then it mm-hmm. gives you like a full description of what the monsters like in personality wise Oh, nice. This, I was just expecting like a compilation of those images, but this has even more. It has like full on like discussions in here about like not only the monster girls themselves, but also like it talks about um, different genealogies in general of different monster girls. Uh, the monsterization it talks about like how girls, uh, human females are changed into monsters. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. I really enjoy it a lot. Um, I also got a new scale to weigh myself, uh, regretting that issue. I got it for my room, nice glass scale. And, uh, the fat burning option at the gym does nothing. So I'm switching to cardio. I'm going to work till I sweat my ass off. Literally. (laughs) Uh, let's see here. Oh, I saw John Wick chapter two. Oh, how was it? So good. So good. So good. They're definitely setting up for more John Wick, though. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's definitely going to be at least a third movie. I'm hoping that's it. Like, I really don't see how John Wick can live. Um, Like, I think third volume or third, yeah, chapter will have him die. Okay. John Wick will die as like his last parting thing. But he'll take a lot of people down with him. Um, the movie's really good. Lots of action. You don't have to wait 10 minutes for the action to start kicking off. And nice. it's really good action. It's funny. Like, there are really good moments in it. And, like, Keanu Reeves does a superb job as John Wick. Like, I watched some of his training videos he did for this movie. And he did, like, SWAT training kind of stuff for this. Where, like, he was amazing in the training videos. <clears throat> It was really cool. Movie was really good. Um, and, of course, seeing Keanu Reeves and um, uh, Morpheus back together again. So Neo Morpheus was pretty, you know, it was like, oh, they're back together again. It's pretty cool. I thought it would have <laughs> been really neat if, like, maybe, like, Morpheus had said, like, you know, something, like, alluding to the Matrix. Like, you know, choose the door on the left or to the right. Or, you know, like, you know... I took a red pill this morning or something like that. Just some little little thing, but no, they don't do it. So it's like, all right, all right. It's just boyish fantasies. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but aside from that, yeah. I mean, I sent out your box, which... Oh, uh, yeah. I yeah. forgot to talk about the box. Why don't you go ahead and uh, leave us off with that for IRL News. Okay, so I received a wonderful big box from red Mm -hmm. Uh, it's not a little box it's a big box oh yeah it's still in the corner of my room um it's empty now but uh i was about to say you didn't open it no i i i'm using the microphone right now (laughs) um no so i so i uh it took a while to fucking get here because um the Mail room isn't open on the weekends, and then we had a snow day on Monday, so I had to wait until Tuesday to get it. Yeah. Which was a pain in the ass. Um, so I got it, and they handed it to me, and I'm like, whoa, holy shit, this is heavy. Yep. And so I carry it back, 
because I am not a strong person, like, not at all. Like, I have a hard time opening up, like, things of juice sometimes. What are you talking about? You're you're like Zarya from Overwatch. (laughs) Little man, break you in half with just my pinky. Well, my kicks will fucking hurt, but I have no strength in my arms. Um, so I opened it up and was like immediately like, holy shit. And so there's like three manga in there and this big orange package, (laughs) which we'll get into. Yeah. And, um, microphone. So I took out the microphone first, like, uh, screwed that on, got that all set up. Um, and then, uh. I looked at the manga. I actually have been keeping them in the nice little plastic that like I've I'll read them and then I'll put them back in the plastic. Right. The uh, the sheaths. Yes, because it's nice to have something to protect your manga. Yep. So how are you? Um, How are you liking Jack Frost? Uh, it strikes me as really Helsing. That's what I thought. I thought you'd like it. Yeah, um, Jack has, like, the same facial expressions as Alucard. Um, our main female protagonist definitely has a fish-out-of-water feel, so kind of reminiscent of Ceres. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, she's a lot, um, spunkier than Ceres. Like, that girl's got a mouth on her, for Christ's sake. Yeah, she's a bit more like the Ceres from the uh, Helsing Abridged. Yeah, definitely. She's got an attitude. And um, then the woman who looks like fucking Integra, yeah. except with lingerie on, I'm just like, oh, bitch, please. Like, I I was just like, oh, yes, yes, thank you so much. I always wanted to see her in, in um, uh, what are those things called? Um, oh, garter belt? Yeah, garters. Yeah, garters. <laughs> always wanted that i didn't know i wanted it until i saw it but boy did i want it um so the story i'm still kind of i'm like halfway through the first volume because i've been fucking busy mm-hmm. um but you know so far i'm just like oh, okay i'm just kind of waiting for it to start making sense uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh jack frost making sense um i think it will kind of start making sense in volume three but like um it's it takes a couple more volumes for it to like start like hitting home. Okay. Um and then here we are <laughs> sitting with this fucking orange mess and all it says on it is hide under your bed and I'm just like, "Oh dear." Yeah. And when I when you said I'm sending Dojin, I didn't expect this. For some, for whatever reason, I was like, "Oh, cool! He's gonna send me like one Dojin." And I open it up, and it's just like, "Look at all this porn!" Porn, 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 porn. Like yeah, I said, I w- it's I went to a few grab bag events, and that's what I got. <clears throat> also, some of it was sent for me, or sent to me from uh, Lord K from the previous podcast, um, the Happy Hassle Hentai. And when he shut his studio down, he sent me a lot of his stuff, and uh, that some of that dojin was his. And I was like, "Oh, cool!" I looked it up. That, ex- that hmm. explains the note I found in the back of it. Ah, yes, I forgot to take that note out. Yes, <clears throat> it was it was kind of funny when I found it. I, I I I like laughed a little bit. I was like, "Oh, cool! This is like a piece of somebody else's history. That's neat." Um. So yeah, I I the other night I was 
how to put this in a not after dark way. You perused the selection. Yeah, I perused the selection um, because the fucking hentai website wasn't working. It doesn't work at night. I don't know why. But anywho, I needed it. So I was looking through it and one of them were kind of just character designs from an anime. Um, I didn't get to some of the smaller ones. I was looking through the manga that did the trick. Uh, oh, you the uh, the Komodo no Jikan one? Yeah. Yeah, that was the uh, kind of like the character designs. <clears throat> yeah. So. Um, yeah, there was uh, there was some some heavier stuff in there for sure. Yeah, definitely. I'll uh, get to it eventually. Yeah. Uh, I don't have it underneath my bed because if you walk into my room, you can see that there's something under my bed. Oh, you, my got, bed you is... have to have like a secret compartment under your bed. Like you knock twice and it comes down. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, well, I live in a dorm room, so they're kind of high off the ground. So I had to put it in my desk. So it's in the bottom drawer of my <laughs> desk. And that's the only thing that's in there. All righty. Yeah. All right, so I guess that brings us to industry news. Yes, and uh, we're only going to be doing uh, one apiece because of how great we're feeling this week. Yep. <clears throat> All right, so I'll start us off. Okay. Um... So I have here a Japanese personality test says that you can tell a person's character by how they sleep. Now, I don't know how you sleep, Red. How do you sleep? Um, <clears throat> well, lately I've been sleeping with a, a thing of NyQuil in my stomach um, <laughs> and having some pretty interesting dreams where I've been like, oh, I want to go back to sleep. I want to see how that alien escapes. <clears throat> Position-wise, how do you sleep? Oh, position-wise? Lately, usually on my right side, um, spooning with my uh, uh, body pillow. Because I, okay. like to, yeah, I like to keep my legs separate because when my legs are laying flat on their back, so like the calves are on the back of the bed mm -hmm. um, or top of the bed, or if like the calves are touching, um, my legs start to like like wrestle with themselves and just freak out to the point that one of them is going to cramp up. And when you have calves like mine that people describe as pillars, um, cramping legs is like one of the most painful things you can experience when you're trying to go to sleep. Okay, well this here says that that is called the hug and you are frustrated and idealistic. Idealistic. I don't know about that. Frustrated. Yeah, I wouldn't. Maybe. Frustrated. I'm sick. <laughs> um. Frustrated. I didn't eat chocolates for many yonder days. Yeah. So I kind of sleep with <coughs> uh, on my stomach, but I sleep with my arms underneath the pillow, and I sleep with my head to the side. It's all very complicated. Um, but so the closest one to that is number five, which is the prone position. Nervous and sensitive, but a capable worker, which is pretty much me to a T. So, hey, mine was accurate. <laughs> See here, I sleep like number two. Um, 
But uh, the other ones, so... I think my next position, though, that I'm, like, most sleeping with isn't even here. Um, I sleep... No, wait. Number five, probably. Yeah, that's me. Because, like, I'll sleep where, like, my back is fat or my stomach laying flat. And so, like, I'm sleeping like that. So you're nervous and sensitive, but a capable worker? I guess. <laughs> I don't know if I'm sensitive. I'm sensitive to others. I'm being embarrassed and stuff like that. Ugh. But yeah, go ahead and tell us what the other ones are. So number one, the king, is when you're kind of sprawled out. And that means you are individualistic and confident. Number three, the fetus, means you're pampered and clingy. (coughs) Number four, the half fetus, which is uh, instead of having your legs curled up and your arms kind of folded like that, it's just your arms. So that is balanced, indecisive, yet rational. They also call that one the uh, Planned Parenthood fetus. Oh my god. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm have you been sorry. drinking? <laughs> I had one hard orange soda, but that's it. I'm just sorry. Okay. I'm trying to make people feel as bad as I am right now. <clears throat> Did so, it work? no. Number six is the Sphinx, where you have your head down and your arms over your head and kind of laying on your knees, which looks really uncomfortable. It does. Uh, It just says, common among kids, rare among adults. And I'm just like, I never fucking slept like that. Nor did I. Um, Number seven, the prisoner. Crossed ankles and your arms folded, laying on your back. Unsuccessful in career and interpersonal relationships. Sheesh. And then the last one, number eight, basically looks like you're ready to have a good time on your back. Like, it looks like a girl's missionary position, really. Um, nervous, sensitive, and short-tempered, but has a strong memory. Mm, strong memories of the time you're getting head while in that position. <clears throat> yeah. All right, well, <clears throat> mine is a pole. A pole? How, how like, uh, original. Yeah, no, I haven't been doing polls for the past few episodes. Um, my poll has to revolve around Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. And chocolate. Specifically, chocolate. Uh, who fans would want to exchange chocolates with on Valentine's Day? Okay. So, the top 20... 2D characters people want to give chocolates to Valentine's Day. Uh, let's see here. We have Matoko Makoto Tachibana from Free, uh, Tamaki Yotsuba from Idolish 7, Reiji Kotobuki from Uta no Prince Sama, Kei Sukikishima from Hyaku, uh, Tokia Ichinose from Uta no Prince Sama, Otia Itoka or Itoki from Utama. No, Uta no Prince Sama has a lot of on here. Uh, Ots, Os, Osomatsu from Mr. Otsumatsu. Uh, yeah, I know. Um, Yamoto Nikado from Idolish 7. Yuri from Yuri on Ice. Uh, Ai Mikaze from Uta no Prince Sama. Um, 
Keigo Atobe from Prince of Tennis. Uh, the other Yuri from Yuri on Ice. That's the Yuri with the, uh, the Yuri. Um, Chuya Nikahara from Bongo Stray Dogs. I can attest to that. Osamu Dezai from Bongo Stray Dogs. Yes! Kimotsu uh, Kashu from Token Ram- Ranbu Online. Gintoki Sakata from Gintama. Ichimatsu from Isser- Mr. Osamatsu. Fuck that shit. Um, Sho Kurusu from Utano Prince-sama. Kuramatsu from Mr. Osamatsu. Uh. <laughs> and number one, Victor from Yuri on Ice. Okay, okay, so my girlfriend listens to the show now and she's gonna be like screaming when she's just like, yeah, I totally want to give chocolate to the Osamatsu boys. Now, these are the characters, however, that they want to receive chocolates from. Okay. Uh, number 20, Ai Mikaze from Utano Prince-sama. 19, uh, Mitsuki Is- Isumi from Idolish 7. Uh, both Yuri's at 18 and 17 from Yuri on Ice. Um, number 16, Matsu Hirajikawa from Utano Prince-sama. Haruka Nanami from Utano Prince-sama. Sho Kurusu from Utano Prince-sama. Hayano Kizumi from Love Live. Shuya Nikahara from Bungo Stray Dogs. Ritsu Sakuruma from Ensemble Stars. Nozumi Tojo from Love Live. Ichimatsu from Mr. Omatsu. Um, Koyumitsu Kashu from Tokun, Token Rambu Online. Maki Nishikino from Love Live. Kotori Mikami from Love Live. Karamatsu from Mr. Osomatsu. <clears throat> Rem from Ray Zero, Starting Life in Another World. Victor from Yuri on Ice. Nico Yazawa from Love Live. And coming at number one, Shoku Daikiri Mitsutada from Token Rambu Online. Oh. So there you go. All right. Well, that does it for industry news. I think we are now going to be sliding into our reviews. Yes, and I will allow you to uh, take first swing and allow my voice to recover a little bit, as you can probably hear i was dying a little bit there (laughs) all right so i am reviewing final fantasy 15 brotherhood or maybe it's the other way around um anyways this anime starts off with our boys ignis prompto noctis and gladio all four of them are on their journey to go see luna who is uh Going to be Noctis's wife. And this definitely takes place after the first scene from the video game. So it would help if you've played the video game, if you're going to watch this anime. It's not 100% necessary, but it might help to already know who the characters are. Um, they're stopping at a, uh, like rest stop i guess on the side of the road because this is this this show in this video game has cars and planes and all that shit even though it's final fantasy it's kind of fucking weird 
Yeah, it um, also has a sexy female mechanic that uh, the creator of this Final Fantasy was like, no, she's a strong, independent female because she takes the role of Sid in this one. And it's like, yeah, but you put her in short shorts that give you, like, mostly ass, and you can see her thong and her, like, shirt uh, vest thing. Her tits barely, are out. Yeah, her, her tits are basically like, I can see in a, a yoral, uh, how do you say that? Aeola? Areola? Areola. Areola. Like, a little bit right there. Just a little. Yeah, that's strong independent. Sure. I believe you. I mean, you. women can dress however the fuck they want. Yeah, but when it's a guy deciding how they're going to dress. Yeah, then that's kind of fucked up. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there's, they're at a rest stop and... Um, this is taking place, spoiler alert, after the kingdom has already been unrun, overrun by the Imperials and the entire royal family is supposedly dead. Well, sucks for them. Yes. Um, obviously, that's not the case. Noctis is still alive and he has his comrades with him. But Noctis's father is deceased. And we kind of get the sense that Noctis has not dealt with this properly. He is not grieved at all. He's very stoic as usual. Kind of standoffish. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so when, so does, they uh, get... when does Edward and Al show up? <laughs> I, I, they don't. I was holding on to that one, but yeah. Um, so they get a bunch of cheeseburgers or whatever, and, uh, it's kind of made as a joke that Noctis doesn't like his vegetables and is, like, putting, um, the tomato and the lettuce on Ignis's plate, and it's kind of funny. Yeah, but I do then the same the, thing. Yeah, the Imperial Army shows up, and they're just like, oh, shit, how'd they find us so quick? And then they have to leave. Um, and that's when, uh... And then, like, the next morning or whatever, because they have to camp, um, the next morning they are caught in a big battle with Imperial soldiers, and then this monster that attacked Noct when he was uh, a little boy shows up, is dropped from one of the planes, comes out, and is just like, Roar, I'm a giant snake lady with six arms. And Does she have uh, some nice, uh, a nice bosom? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty nice. When the uh, intro said um, partial nudity, I think that's what they were talking about. But I was promised nudity, and I feel like I didn't get it. Um, Yeah, creepy snake lady doesn't count as nudity. Uh, Oh, okay, I see what you're talking about now. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, that... Hmm. Yeah, I don't really see too much nudity there. No. <clears throat> um, so Noctis, like, jumps at it and is just like, ah! And by the way, Noctis, if you haven't seen, looks like Sasuke from Naruto. He's got, like, the ducktail hairstyle and everything. Sasuke! <laughs> Although I will say Snake Lady still looks pretty hot. I'd be, I'd hit that. You would die horribly, but okay. I'd die with a smile on my face. <laughs> um, so this uh, this show is only five episodes, and the episodes are kind of short. They're not full length episodes; they're about twelve minutes long each. Um, 
and uh, what to say about it? I, my mind just totally went fucking blank. <laughs> Oops. Um. So each episode dives into a different character's like backstory a little bit. So we get Prompto when he was kind of fat and un- like unhealthy and unhappy. Um, and how he wanted to be friends of Noctis, so he got in shape because he didn't want to be regarded as being heavy. Um, and they became best friends, and then we also see him form his relationship with Gladio, who at first really hates Noctis because he ter- he comes off as being a spoiled prince. Um, and then also Ignis, who is uh his retainer, I guess. And um, kind of takes care of everything for Noctis um, and how they kind of have a working relationship together. Um, okay, so the, last... the snake lady, sorry to interrupt, she is a Marolith, which is a recurring character in the creature in the Final Fantasy series. Always a snake-like female fire elemental and usually sword-wielding. She's featured as a prominent boss in the original game and has since been a reoccurring boss in the others. Cool. Ah. I don't know much about Final Fantasy, so... Yeah, I, you could ask me about Final Fantasy. The only ones I really know are 7, uh, 7, uh, 7, and 7. <laughs> so I can ask you anything about Cloud. Uh, female cloud is super hot, would hit, um, and, uh, Aerith dies, spoiler, um. I think we all know that Aerith dies. Tifa is very confusing as a female character because I thought she was dating Barrett, but, like, she has feelings for Cloud, but she has a kid with Barrett or something like that, or Barrett has a kid, uh, um. Oh, and Cloud cross-dresses. Oh, and he's super hot when he cross-dresses. Yeah. So. Oh, and there's a scene where he, when he cross-dresses, if you get selected and, like, you go to the bedroom. Yeah. Um, did anywho, I mention that Cloud cross-dressing is really hot? Yes, you did. <laughs> several times. <laughs> So, in the last episode, after we've gotten kind of all the backstory from everybody, um, we do see him take on the uh, snake for real that time. And because in the first episode just kind of cuts off. Um, in, in the last episode, we actually see the battle. And at the end of the battle, obviously he wins. I'm um, not going to tell you how, but... Aww. He uh, then actually does kind of grieve for his father because he's remembering his father uh, reaching out to him after he survived this attack when he was a little kid and promising that nothing would ever hurt him. And uh, just he like kind of falls to his knees and starts crying and it's actually a pretty emotional moment. Did you um, uh, shed any tears? A little, a little. Not too much. It was kind of just like I got a little choked up, but I like coughed it back. Yeah. I don't. The tears start come out and you're like, hey, get get, get back in there. Yeah. It wasn't sad enough for me to really cry, but it was a little sad. 
Um, so I'm going to give uh, Final Fantasy Brotherhood a uh, Netflix. All righty, a Netflix for Brotherhood. Well, <clears throat> I'm going to be reviewing Amada Kunto 7 in Omajo. All right, try to wear out your voice. Make it quick. Here we go. You know, originally, I wasn't going to watch this at all. Because this anime contained an element I really don't enjoy. Drama? Body swapping. Oh. For some this is reason, a hentai. I really hate the concept. And it's not a hentai. Especially when the swapping is between a man and a woman, which happens a lot in hentai. Yes, it does. Think about all the times someone has said to you, if you could swap bodies with any celebrity or model, would you? No. Yeah, you know what my reply was? Hell no. I like my body and being the one in control of it. I would never want to swap bodies with another person, especially a woman. Is that sexist? The fuck if I know. But I just don't like it. Well, I was assured... You don't want to feel up the titties? That happens a lot in this anime, though. <laughs> um, I was assured this body swapping gimmick would not last as my friends, cough, TC, cough told me the whole thing sees a very short usage in the series. And Ichigo cough. Guess what? Those they people aren't my you. friends any longer. I killed them. <laughs> but Ichigo's coming death. on the show next week. You can't kill him. It's all planned. I will get my revenge. I'll leave him be. He has a family to take care of. But not because this anime was bad. I mean, I did watch the whole thing, so it was still good, but yeah, body swapping. The anime begins by following a man named Ryo Yamada, a guy well known for his brash attitude and ability to send any fool flying into the air with a punch. Nice. He pushes past people who could use his help, sneers at those who whisper about him, and enjoys beating the crap out of other delinquents. But everything changes with a single misstep, sending him falling down a flight of stairs onto the academic ace of the school, Urara, Urara Shirashi. I thus, think I remember Tim and Welltall reviewing this. Yeah, thus begins the cringe fest for me. Or so I thought. Yamato awakens to discover he is now in Shirashi's body. And after tracking down his body, finds that Shirashi is indeed inside it. Strangely, Shirachi seems unfazed by the events, and is instead more interested in making it to her classes. Which, you know, it's like, oh, what's going on? Why is Yamada a class? He's never a class. That's so weird. He's studying diligently, and he's really smart. So strange. So, they decide to try and change things back after school. And in Yo, the meantime... Are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Oh, okay. <laughs> And in the meantime, Yamada takes this chance to fully explore Shirashi's body. And I mean fully explore. He strips Ray. her down and basically molests her body. He is just like, oh, wow, she's got some nice tits. And wow, her underwear is pretty nice. Let's go a little further, shall we? <laughs> and he does this with a lot of the bodies he, you know, girl bodies that he gets into. Because he's, you know, he's just like, I might as well make the most of it. Nice. This made the most sense to me since if, you know, 
honestly, I found myself in a similar position. I do the same. Even if I didn't want it, you know, if I was in a girl's body, I'd be like, all right, I'll, I guess I'll take a look. It's not like I've ever seen this in real life anyways. Hashtag Ronry. Not like the memories of me doing it or anything to the body I was stuck in would stay in the body. I mean, they'd stay with me because that's how things go. They'd make a nice souvenir to take back with me. Anyways, the end of the day comes and after countless attempts, Yamada and Shirashi switch back with a kiss. Now here's the thing. The kiss is the actual mechanic of the anime because that's how Yamada gets things done. After swapping bodies with Shirashi again, Yamada helps her out by getting rid of a bunch of girls who were bullying her. This body swapping attracts the attention of a student council vice president who convinces Yamada and Shirashi to join the Supernatural Studies Club. He immediately jumps on board with the body swapping to test its limits, much to the disgust of Yamada because, well, he has to kiss Yamada to do it. The club ends up gaining two other members as well, a girl named Miyabi, who's into supernatural stuff, and a guy named Kentaro, who's really good at making tempura. Kentaro never swaps bodies with Yamada for too long, but Miyabi tries it out and, once again, Yamada does to her body what he did to Shirashi's. Again, this made sense to me, not that Yamada is the only one feeling up the bodies he gets in, as we get a Hot Springs episode that makes this perfectly clear. Girls are also perverts. Of course we are. Nobody just likes to admit it. Yes. But aren't there supposed to be seven witches? I mean, that's the title of this anime. Well, that's the main part of the story. The current president of the student council, a guy named Haruma, manipulates and blackmails the Supernatural Studies Club into uncovering the identities of the other seven witches, Shirashi being one of them. And we come to find out, she is the one with the power to swap bodies with anyone she kisses. Yamada is not actually a witch himself, but his ability allows him to use the ability of any witch he kisses. See, this is what I meant by the kiss being the actual mechanic, not the body swapping. Not that this stops Yamada or Shirashi from swapping bodies a ton. But this is the thing that made the anime more bearable for me. The other witches begin to pop up here and there, each with their own unique power. First, a girl named Nene, whose power is the ability to make anyone who kisses her fall in love with her. She is always accompanied by an old acquaintance of Yamada's, a guy named Ushio, who is actually in love with her. Not because he, she kissed him. Then came Meiko, whose power is telepathy with anyone she kisses. She's a rather shy person, but becomes very commanding with using her telepathy. After that was... Uh, Maria, whose power is being able to see part of the future of anyone she kisses. Of all the girls, she was the only one who actually French kissed, because when she kissed, she kissed. There was no fooling about it. All the other girls were just like a, a little pick on the, peck on the lips. She was like, no, no, no. The peck on the lips was nice. Come here. That was a pretty nice one. She was followed by Nell whose power was the ability to see a traumatic event in the past of any person she kisses. Of all the witches that Yamada interacts with, she's actually the only one to fall in love with Yamada after he helps her out. Then there was Mikoto, a girl who acts as a bodyguard for Yamazaki, and is evil able to beat Yamada in a fight. She actually gave her power of invisibility to anyone she kisses to a guy named Shinichi, 
who had the power to steal the power of any witch he kisses and return it if he kisses them again. Confused yet? Yes. Yeah, just a little. And finally, we reach the final witch, the mysterious seventh, Rika. Her power is the ability to erase the memories of anyone about the witches, in particular from anyone, regardless if she has kissed them or not. Of course, being a witch herself, this means that people forget about her. However, when she tried this on Yamada, it backfired and instead erased the memories of the witches and himself from anyone he kissed. I'll give the story points for originality, but damn, those are some powers are confusing. Yamada doesn't take this line down, though, since he confesses Shirashi only to find out she claims to like someone else. Gee, I wonder who that could possibly mean. Well, after getting some help from a girl named Leone, who was a survivor of Rika's memory-erasing kiss, he's able to convince all seven witches to meet up in a church. Turns out, when all seven are around, they can perform a ritual that allows one person to make a wish that will be granted. Yamada is chosen as the person to make this wish, and he, of course, wishes away the powers. In the end, Yamazaki recalls he was once in love with Leone, who returns to school. Everyone remembers Yamada, and Shirashi accepts Yamada's confession, and the two begin dating. Holy shit! Is this an anime with an actual ending? My god. This blew my goddamn mind. As well as increased my opinion of the series tenfold. None of that three-season bullshit with no real ending in sight. This anime wraps up and leaves the rest to your imagination. Thank God. The animation was done by Lydon Films, studio who had also done things like Miss Monochrome, uh, Aria, and Terraformas. Uh, It's above average, but, you know, character design was pretty good. They had their most fun with the girls in the series, though. Nothing really interesting to say about the voice acting. And as for favorite characters, I'd have to give this one a pass. I liked a lot of the characters, but none of them really struck home with me. So Yamada Kunto 7 in Omajo gets a crackers. Okay. Well, I guess that wraps us up for another episode of Anime Pulse. Yes, indeed. And uh, now we can go and rest our voices and hopefully we'll be even readier for uh, episode 500. Episode special, 500. Yeah, special guest Ichigo. Ugh, it'll be uh, a little bit of a later show. Yes. Uh, since Ichigo is in Japan. Um, oh, and before I forget, I keep forgetting to mention this and I haven't done it yet. If you haven't gotten your gift or your prize from winning... Which, by the way, the contest did end and winners were selected. You can go on the main page and see the video I uploaded, which basically shows who won. Um, That if you haven't gotten your prize yet because I contacted all the winners, then I'm sorry. Because the post office fucked up. But everyone should have gotten it. Uh, New Zealand, the girl from New Zealand got hers. Uh, The person who got the poster of Ray I think got his uh, but the other two didn't ever get in touch with me so I don't know if they got theirs but uh, yeah hopefully everybody did hopefully everyone did but uh, yeah I just wanted to mention that so if anyone is like well what about the contest I guess you never filled on that I did 
I guess, and then uh, that's it. Until uh, next time, keep watching, keep listening, and keep the anime love strong.